All right, friends, welcome back to Mind Games with Garen Amig, a weekly production of the Sellout Crowd Network. I'm your host, Garen Amig, a columnist and podcaster for Sellout. Appreciate you taking time. Really going to enjoy today's show, I'm sure. Super Bowl 58 talk with Mark Bell, father of Blake Bell, who I know a lot of you remember, who all of you remember from his days with the Sooners and keep following now that he's about to play in another Super Bowl for the Chiefs. We're going to bring Mark on. We're going to talk about Blake's NFL career, a little peek back into the scrapbook. Uh, from when he was with, with the Sooners. But first, let's thank our sponsors for Mind Games. Big, uh, big thanks and a round of applause for those who help us make the content possible every week here on Sellout Crowd. Oklahoma Ford dealers right out of the out of the gate. Two fellows movers. The National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum hosting some dignitaries I know from the Jim Thorpe Award this week down in Oklahoma City. Midfirst Bank, FireLakeJobs.com, NextGen Roofing, and 988. Oklahoma's mental health lifeline. Mark, you and I seem to touch base every five or six years when we remind ourselves that Blake Bell has one of the, your son, Blake Bell, has one of the most fascinating stories related to OU football. He went through all sorts of twists and turns when he was playing for OU uh, in the late 2000, uh, 2000s, early 2010s. He's had some twists and turns in his NFL journey since then, but everything seems to always uh, work well, which I equate to good parenting. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> as, as much as anything, it's good to see you, sir. First of all, thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thank you. Good to see you again. It, it really is. Um, how is this? Is Mark? This will be Blake's third Super Bowl. He's been with it, him for the first two, right? Yeah. It is. It's his third Super Bowl, which which is amazing. I told Blake the other day after the AFC Championship game. Uh, you know, I said, Blake, it's really not that easy to do what you're doing, man. You guys seem to make it look easy. So, I mean. To be able to go to the third Super Bowl, I mean, you know, I played seven years. My brother Mike, Mike played 12, and, you know, I didn't even make it to the playoffs. Mike made the wild card game one time. So when he's in his third Super Bowl, said, it's incredible. Yeah. Mark, yeah. NFL veteran with the Colts and Seahawks, right? Once Correct. upon a time. Yeah, yeah. Your brother Mike, also a Chief. All a Chief. A Chief, yeah. So you've got you've got that going for you in terms of karma. You've got Blake already with, uh, with the ring. I spoke with you. Um, on in route to the 2020 first game against the 49ers, right? And oh, Blake was yeah, that's right. Blake was, Blake was just getting going with the Chiefs. Yeah. How have how has his life, his football life, changed from four years ago when he was just gearing up with Kansas City to now, Mark? What what do you what would you say is different? Yeah, I think the. I think different for him is, his, is definitely his role he plays with the Kansas City Chiefs now. You know, I mean, when Blake first came out, I mean, always playing tight end and, uh, you know, um, and the pass catching tight end and the blocking tight end. But really, he really now has the role of really more of a blocker than a tight than a catcher. But really, uh, his role is really important role with the Kansas City. And they seem like get more reps all the time. And they're using that, that package a lot when he does in there. And so uh, – he understands his role and, and, uh, you know, playing behind Travis Kelsey, you understand what's going on there. And, and, uh, you know, and, and also the experience of, of playing the national football league. I mean, this is going to his, his ninth year with Fish's ninth year, which is incredible. Gosh. I mean, it's, I mean, where's time go, man? Really, you know? Oh, no kidding. And, uh, and so now, uh, being here in his third Super Bowl, uh, it's just, I, well, I tell people it's a dream come true, really, for our family, for Blake and for everything. I mean, you just can't really make this stuff up. Mm-hmm. This nine years that that blows my mind. No, man. no it, it's, I know it, I know it does yours, right? You're the dad. I'm just the, the no. writer. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, nine years. I mean, it goes fast. As you tell me how fast life goes, it goes on by. I don't wait for nobody. So, uh, but you know, his journey has been is great. You know, he started with the 49ers, you know, drafted in the fourth round by the That's 49ers. That's right. That's uh, right. You know, he's there two years, his third year there, a guy named George Kittle came in. So he kind of, <laughs> he moved on. So George, who's that? You know, so, <laughs> you know, then, then really Blake, he went, uh, his next year, he, that, that year he went to the, he went to the NFC Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Actually, you know, we don't, we talked about this the other day, but he was in the NFC championship game with the Vikings that year. They played the, they played the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the year Eagles won it. So, uh, so he had so was thing. I, I, I didn't. You know, been talking about the three, the four. He's been in four AFC championships with uh, Kansas City. Yeah. They've been sick. But he's been four of them. And I thought about the NFC championship with uh, Minnesota. That's five. And then he, uh, he's one year with uh, the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Right. Then, then he came back and uh, his road back to Kansas City, where uh, that was a nineteen. They won the first Super Bowl or second yep. as a franchise. First with him. Yep. And then. Uh, and that was when the COVID year come in. And so as they just won a Super Bowl, it was, uh, it's hard to celebrate like you want to because everybody's locked in and down, you know. So uh, he got a call from Dallas. His agent calls, and then Dallas really wanted to, you know, I mean, it's a business move more than anything. I mean, they want to pay him a lot more money. So he, I told Blake, man, you don't play this game forever. So if you get an opportunity, you better go. So he, sure. to. he didn't want to, but he did. And he went there one year. and then it's the one-year deal with him, and then just he came back to Kansas City. He's been there ever since. Gosh, yeah, you forget. He did yeah. go to Dallas after our yeah. conversation before the, the 2020 Super Bowl. He, right. he, he detoured away from the Chiefs for one yeah. season. And yeah. back to how, how did he get back to KC, Mark? Okay, so once his, uh, his uh, one year up with Dallas, I mean, uh, KC reached out to his agent immediately when they they looking for uh, – they wanted him back at Kansas City. So, right. you know, he – he uh he didn't take long to make that decision. I mean, you know, we talked for a little bit, and he he was going. That's where he wanted to go. So he got back, and we said he come back home. Really, you know, I mean, yeah. living in uh, growing up in Wichita, Kansas, and right. I mean, it's just it's, you know, like in your backyard. So uh, we we tell people it's a, he's a good luck charm for Kansas City because they've been in four <laughs> Super Bowls. They've won every one that he's been in. So uh, he's won two, and now this will be his third one. So the one they didn't win in Tampa, I think that one year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you you say his role is more blocking than than catching. You know the yeah. problem is that he keeps picking. You say he came up with the Niners, drafted by uh, like Kenny Chesney called his name. I think on draft. That's right. Yeah. Right. You remember, that? You remember that? that? Oh heck yeah, dude. That was crazy. And then then there was Kenny Chesney came to the 49ers concert one time. He was at 49ers Stadium, and Blake got to meet Kenny Chesney back to stage and everything. That was pretty cool. So he even he even brought up something about he introduced Blake. He remembered. Yep, he called. So, he called that draft pick out. If I, yeah, that's, if I have pretty, that right. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so, if he would just mark what he's got to do, and I know he's happy and winning rings with the Chiefs, I get it. And it's it's one thing to be with all these storied franchises like the Niners and the Cowboys and the Chiefs, but if he would just avoid a team with someone like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, he might get thrown <laughs> the ball a few times. Man, because yeah, he mean, thought about that. I mean, you can't be getting behind the Hall of Famers. It makes it kind of tough, man. <laughs> But you know, he you know, he, he really enjoys Trav down there in Kansas City. He, he's such a special player and he's learned a lot from Travis and uh you know, so it's it's been a good it's been a good ride with Blake down in Kansas City. He's really enjoys he enjoys the yeah. locker room. It's the best locker room he's ever been around and good. You know, I mean how how could you not when you just you keep going to these AFC championship games, these Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, it's uh yeah. it's a ride that really is hard to hard to imagine. 
Okay, well, how about we do this? Let's okay. prop men are, are part of the Super Bowl, right? We're not we're not running from or hiding from anything. Everyone right. doesn't know. It's it's what makes the game so unique for for viewers who don't care anything about the NFL, right? If nothing else, I'll drop a few bucks on a prop bet. How about right. this? Blake Bell catches the first touchdown pass Sunday against the Niners. What would you what would you say to that? Is that is that conceivable? What are oh, the odds that odds of that happening? I mean, the odds are probably not very good, but it could happen. <laughs> I mean, he caught it. He caught touchdown pass in the divisional game a couple of years. The first uh, run on nineteen. So, yeah. uh, you know, here's what happens, and this is what Coach Reed does. I mean, the mad scientist. I mean, you go down there and block and block and block. All of a sudden, block and release, and Blake's gonna be wide open because he'll be looking at Travis or somebody else. So, it could definitely happen. I guarantee it's in it's it's in stuff they practice. They never really bring it up too much, but you never know in a big game like this on this big stage. I mean, yeah, you never know. I bet that bet would be. If you bet a little bit, you probably win a lot. It's not like they're going to double him down no. by the goal line, right? No, they're, no. They're probably doubling the other tight end. Yes. One, yeah, where's 87? I'm not – Right, exactly. So what you do is you, you block 1,000, 1,002, release out the flat, and there you are, wide open. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just – you know, you know, if you do the math, you know what 8 minus 1 is. That's 7. <laughs> and, and the jersey number is 81. I'm just saying. Oh man, that that'd be beautiful. Um, yeah. I'm glad to hear that Kelsey's been such a good influence on him. I, I assume Patrick Mahomes has been as well. Uh, you know, guys that everyone thinks of when they when they talk about the Chiefs, Andy Reid. Right. Uh, is it a deal where you, you think he's going to finish his career as long and winding as it's been with Kansas City, or what do you think, Mark? I, I think he'd love to. I don't think he'd want to go anywhere else. That's where he wants to. Yeah. He'd love to finish and retire there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, look, they got they got it going on right now. And it's a fun place to play, and and uh, so he'd love to stay there. Uh, you know, if he's enjoying Vegas at all, you know, they keep a pretty tight range. They, I mean, I, I think he, they've had some nice dinners out at night. They've been going doing that a little bit, but uh, other than that, they're staying at the west and outside in the desert out there, about thirty minutes away from the strip. So they keep him away, just they keep him focused out over there. Probably a good idea, knowing yeah. what we know about what Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. nightlife like, right? Right? right. Yeah. So, um, when are you when are you going? You're going, aren't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We're leaving tomorrow. We're going to go out there okay. tomorrow and, and soak it up all weekend and enjoy the all the festivities and uh, soak it up. I mean, why wouldn't you? you might, okay. When your boys play at the Super Bowl, man, you, you can't wait to get out there. Yeah, we're taping. For those who are curious, we're taping this on a Wednesday. If, if you if you need a timeline here, all right, Mark, okay. I got to ask you one more thing about the Chiefs, and we'll talk a little OU football with you. Real okay, quick. all right. There's one more thing that's different, of course, about this season versus past in Kansas City with regard to uh, Blake's career there, and th- and that would be the pop star, right, and the oh, press box, and, and yeah. Travis's uh, girlfriend, who I understand is pretty tight with your daughter-in-law. Is that? Yeah, I hear that right. What's what's the story yeah. behind Taylor Swift well, and, uh, and and Brittany Bell, or not Brittany well, Bell, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Bell. Lindsay, Lindsay Bell? Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, Brittany, Brittany Mahomes and Taylor are pretty—they're pretty close, and so right. Lynn, my my daughter-in-law Lindsay is really close with Brittany, so they kind of those—they kind of hang together. I mean, so when you're up there in the suite and stuff, you know, sometimes you see a shot that all three be up there. So they—they they, just over the course of the year, they uh, Lindsay has got to really know uh, Taylor uh, a lot better just through the games and all that. So it's pretty exciting times, really. I mean. You know, a lot of people. Some people don't like it, but I'll see what what's what's there not to like. Really, it's just uh, just yeah. two it's two people are kind of looks like they're having good fun, and uh, maybe they're in love. I don't know, and and uh, <laughs> just good for the game. I think really, I mean, it's 
I mean, they do shine. They do the camera up there every once in a while on that sweet and show Taylor, but I guess that's not that big a deal. It shouldn't be. I no. think we got all on that. And it won't even be on Sunday because the game's a thing and the game will be the thing, even if they do a cutaway or two to see what, <laughs> what the press box rea- or the sweet reaction is. Right. Um, any chance, right. Mark, that you knew anything about Taylor Swift before all this went down? Were you a, you weren't a Swifty, were you? No, no. I, I I can almost honestly tell you, I probably can't, can't even tell you maybe one song she's ever you know, sang. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not really, I'm not Swifty. But Was I, Blake? You know, I, I uh, Blake knew about it a lot more than me in this song too, for sure, and so did Lindsay. So, uh, okay. you know, I mean, hey, trust me, I, I I'm aware of how. How big she is, and how how she's probably the most popular, uh, you know, singer on yeah. the planet. So it's pretty big time, man. If she coming to Kansas City all the time and going to all the home and away games, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, you've met her, right? I have not. You have not met her. No, I have not. No, I mean, you know, she's. Uh, you think I, my daughter-in-law knows her like you know so well and all that, but you know, I mean, <laughs> she. Uh, she goes to the game and she stays, stays secure and everything with her security. Okay. And she gets there with Trav and they go do their thing. And, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to go up there and say, introduce myself. I don't want to get to be, you know, <laughs> maybe, a lot maybe, of maybe, maybe, hey, maybe in the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, when we win and we're on the field and the confetti's flying and, and <laughs> Taylor will be down there with Travis, I might just get bold enough and go up and introduce myself. No. There, there are a lot of listeners, Mark, who's like, yes, you introduce yourself. <laughs> the world's not just world's biggest pop star, maybe the world's biggest star star. Right. So, yeah, uh, we, we we will credit you for respecting one's privacy. How about right. we say that? Okay. I, think that's, I think that's what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, but man, what a gosh! This is just another example, though, of what a winding uh, road it's been for Blake, right? And uh, oh. you, just, you just never know what's around any corner. Um, I was checking back old stories and and notes before coming on with you. And how how is this? Joe John Finley, who just was promoted to uh, co-offensive coordinator, right for the Sooners. That's awesome. Was G, was a GA right? Yes. When Blake detoured from quarterback to tight end in 2016 yes. with OU, and it yes. was Joe John who got up before the crack of dawn with with your son. Yeah. Yeah, to help teach him the position. Tell us a little bit about that. So uh, Joe John would him and him and Blake would get out. We would be the crack of dawn before it even got you know it wouldn't even light out. And Joe John was being the indoor facility working with Blake on technique on tight end. I mean, and then getting a film room and watching tight ends, watching Gronk a lot, you know, and seeing how he did stuff, but stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know, really, you think about it. Blake, his whole career had never had his hand in the ground till a senior in college. I mean, he'd been a quarterback his whole life. So, you know, all of a sudden to make that move and, and Joe, Jan, Joe John took him under his wing and kind of really helped him and t- taught him the little idiosyncrasies of the tight end. I, you know, being a dad, I kind of gave him a few tips too. But, you know, Blake, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, he, he picked it up so quickly for what he could – from going from quarterback to tight end. It's amazing. And for, a lot of credit to Joe John for helping him make that first move and – and, and then, you know, now here are nine years later and three Super Bowls that play a tight end. It's, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful story because, all, you know, if you, if you grow up quarterback, if you, if you become a four or five star high school recruit at quarterback like Blake yeah. was in Wichita for Bishop Carroll, that's, of course, what you want to play. You right. play quarterback behind Landry Jones when you get to OU. 
And then all of a sudden, when you find out it's just not going to be for whatever reason, as right. has happened to, to Blake, that, that I know there's an intense feelings involved, right? Yeah. And I imagine you still feel those every now and then. And so it doesn't have to work out as well as it has. And I know you don't take that for granted. Right. No, you know what? I tell people all the time, I said, Blake's OU's experience was really, really good. Now, there's sure there's some ups and downs, but I told yeah. Blake, when you go to OU, that's a top 10 program. You got to wait your turn no matter what. So he knew that going in. And so luckily, you know, Coach Stoops back then had a little uh, little uh, deal they had and ended up becoming the belldozer package, you know, that, I mean, that really, that that was a big, that was a big thing. I, I'll never forget, man, going those big time games on on the night games in, at uh, Oklahoma and all of a sudden Landry would jog off and Blake would jog in and uh, maybe it's third and one or fourth and one and we're going to go for first down and go for a touchdown. It's like the crowd would start roaring. I'm thinking, it gave me goosebumps to think about it. So you think that Blake went through the package and playing the belldozer package. Then he got to play little quarterback for one year. And then he went to tight end. So I tell he, he had, I hate to get this stat right. He had 40 touchdowns if you count passing, receiving, and running mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. He started, he, how many people said they started a top 10 program, a quarterback and tight end and have 40 touchdowns? I said, he did pretty good, man. We, I mean, and then when Blake could have a chance of uh, uh, transfer when, when it didn't go his way, and he did, and he said one thing, he said, Dad, I want to stay in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and, switch, and switch positions. I mean, yeah. You know, I tell you what, it, it Oklahoma was a really, really a blessing for uh, for Blake and our family and and uh, everything about it. You know, not everything goes your way on everything, but that's life, you know. So Blake, Blake picked up the piece and did try something different. And it, you know, I don't know if he plays nine years in National Football League, he played quarterback. So yeah, really, right. so what he what he did, the move he made was really the best move for Blake. Do you think, Mark, with college football being the way it is now? Yeah. Where it's so much easier for guys to jump into the portal and seek a new a new beginning elsewhere. Do you think it might have been different had had that been in effect eleven years ago for your son? Maybe, maybe. I, I, he really liked Oklahoma. He didn't want to leave. You know, it's not always green on the other side. You know, so uh, it may be a little different now because now besides the portal, you got there's money involved. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe. I mean, it's, it's different now. It's a different world now. I don't really know if I like it or not, but it's, it's the way it is. So uh, it's possible it could have been different then, but I, I'm, I, everything worked out like Blake liked it for. For sure. And yeah. you mentioned the opportunity to, to make money off your name, image, yeah. and like what you're referring to. We know this for a fact. If NIL had been around during the era of the belldozer, oh. you, I kind of think you might have cashed in a little bit. Yeah. How about Oh yeah, we we kind of talk about it every once in a while. I think that might have been something that might, might have worked. So, you know, just he he's I said Blake, he's born at the wrong time, but not really. I mean, everything that's happened for Blake has been great. I mean, it's and we're we're, we're living the dream. Blake's living the dream. Yeah. We're all just we're enjoying the the football. We're enjoying. I mean, we're playing the biggest stage that you can you can ever play on. Not me, but Blake is, and we're gonna we're gonna all enjoy it through Blake, and we can't wait yeah. to enjoy it. I know. I know what you're saying, but man, he would have broke John Deere. He would have broken the bank just through John Deere. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, that'd have been that's been a great thing. Yeah, is he but, put uh is he put the belldozer in his past, do you think, Mark, or is he still pretty pr- pr- proud of that? Oh no, very pr- very proud of the belldozer. I think a lot of people yeah. call him Doze. His nickname is Doze. Uh okay. he, he no, he's very proud of the belldozer. In fact, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have a play. When Blake would be on the slot and he'd go in motion one way and then come back and he'd get underneath the center. I don't know if you've ever seen that play. But he would get underneath the center 
and and he'd do a quarterback sneak, and he t- and Pat was behind him in a shotgun. He'd just go, he'd just get underneath the center and and hike the ball and do a get a first down. So they, the the play in the huddle was called the belldozer. That was the name of the play. Okay. So in the huddle, there's, there's a belldozer, or whatever. I'm sure there's more to it than that, but it was the belldozer package. Well, so it lives on. Is what it lives saying. on. It lives on. Yeah. All right. It wasn't quite um, like you know when when he did it was back in the shotgun and run off tackle. He's more like gets under center like a quarterback sneak. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm telling you, man, that was wild. I remember. I think it debuted at K State. Yeah, it's exactly my, right. Am I right about that? I want to oh, say yeah. it was when they broke when they broke it out the first time. Yeah. But Blake even told me he goes, Dad, we got a little package we're gonna do. do that you know I might be coming the game and you just tell me about it. You know, and it wasn't called the Belldozer back then. But he goes, <laughs> uh, but you can't say anything to anybody. I know that Candace can't say nothing. So I'm not gonna say nothing. I don't think I even told my wife Sherry because I'm afraid she might tell family members and they might tell somebody. <laughs> so I kind of kept under wraps. So I'll never forget when it's a long pass that we caught. I don't know who caught a long pass and uh, we they got tackled on the one yard line. I said, oh, here it comes. And so they went, the, the huddle went over there to the sideline. Everybody's around. I, I kind of my binoculars on. I looked. I saw, I could see Landry kind of step back. I saw Blake step in in the huddle and uh, came out there. Nobody really at first didn't even know it was Blake in the huddle. They thought it would just be Landry for sure. And then, you know, that first one, he kind of walked in. They weren't even ready for it. So yeah. that's when it all started. <laughs> Yeah, even if they saw, even after they saw it, defensive saw it about 30, uh, 40 times, they oh, weren't ready for it. That was no. almost, it was about as unstoppable a short yardage package as, as Stoops oh. ever threw out there. Incredible. Well, think about the people out in front. Uh, we're talking about the offensive line out there, too, remember? You had a bunch of first rounders out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think who they were now. You had, uh, uh, I don't know if Trent Williams is on there. We had, I, uh, Daryl Williams, I think, was Daryl Williams. Daryl. And, uh, who the was, right was I blocking for him yet? Who? It was Eichard, his buddy, Gabe Eichard, blocking for him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gabe Eichard's in there. Gabe Eichard and then the, the right tackles. Uh, who, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles right tackle. Oh, Lane uh, Johnson. Oh, course. Lane Johnson. And um, there's a couple more good ones Bronson in there, too. Bronson Irwin, maybe. I'm oh, not, yeah. yeah. Names. Adam Shedd. These are the guys that, yeah. that I yeah. – from that era. Uh, yeah. And, and plus, the fullback. So, the fullback that was really good. Uh, uh, Trey Millard? Trey Millard. Who could block? He was a good blocker. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was. I mean, he had a lot of good, a lot of good people up front. Kind of made them holes and make it easier too. And and here we are talking about those days and that era of, of Blake's career, Mark. And yet, if if I flash back to one moment, and if you if you have page one of the the family scrapbook yeah. from when he was at OU, don't you start with the touchdown pass, the pass. The Jalen Saunders in Bedlam in 2013. Oh. Do you go there? No, or no oh, absolutely. That's top two. Uh, top two. So that would be probably number one or one and a half. Well, number one or the other one would have to be since we're we're Catholic, and Blake started at Notre Dame, and we had <laughs> Oklahoma hadn't beaten Notre Dame since 1957. I think that's it at Oklahoma at Notre Dame. Yeah. And Blake was starting quarterback, and they won that game. That was that's a dream come true. So those were the top two right there: the Notre Dame start and definitely Oklahoma State. Definitely. God, Notre Dame. Yeah. That's right. That's, that was that same season. It was uh, yes. 2013. He, hey, he didn't he have to leave that game for like a oh, couple Oh, yeah. Of- uh, he, had, uh, he had cramps. Was that what it something. was? Yeah, I think it was cramps. Yeah, and he Am jumped I- back out. Yeah, I remember he came back out and got back in the gear. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, a little Willis Reed moment, right? He had to, he left. <laughs> yeah. The entire OU, Spinner Nation goes, what the bleep is going on? Right. 
Right. And now he, and then all of a sudden he reemerges from <laughs> from whatever right. he did. Oh, I know it. I it was think cramps, I'm pretty sure huh? it was cramps. I'm pretty sure it was cramps. Yeah. That's right. Or, or, or how about how about the Red River Shootout when he he's playing the Belldozer Pack? He got four touchdowns in the first half. Oh my gosh! I'm thinking, yeah. are you kidding me? Yep. That was pretty good too. Uh, then sent another Bedlam game in overtime, right? The, the year before yeah. the 13th. That's right. I think it was that game that he yeah. had a score. They had his feet right in the back of the backfield. He got out of it and scored. And then Brendan Clay scored a touchdown to win. That's, we, we, that's that, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. God, what a – Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm so those were, or or uh, I think Notre Dame came to Oklahoma because that was a home and home, remember? Mm-hmm. I remember that's when they had uh, their All-American middle linebacker. I can't think what his name what? was. Anti Teo. Yeah, yeah. Anti Teo. And so Blake always tells me when they brought in the Belldozer pack, he the first time on the goal line. And before the snipe snapped, he looked across. He had eye to eye with Manto. The two looked at each other. Like, Here we go. I know what you're going to do. Here we go. And and, we, and luckily, Blake scored that first time. Yep. I think he had a collision with him, but he got across the goal line. Teo was a beast, man. He oh, was man. A stud, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he was. I, he was good. That was a great team. Hey, you know what happened that night? I, and I could be the first one to tell you. Uh, Sooner fans remember it because uh, OU fell, up, fell short that night. Uh, to Notre Dame, and they had yeah. to wait another year for for revenge. Oklahoma City Thunder fans, Mark, will tell you that's the night that James Harden got traded. Oh, that's right. That was that same night. Yes, I, I mean, I, I think we were with Gabe that night. I think we were seeing somewhere he saw it, he saw it. He couldn't even believe it. Gabe, Gabe, he's a big NBA guy, anyway. Yeah, Gabe swears it, it, it's. I think he still feels worse about Harden than losing to the Irish. That yeah, night. <laughs> I believe it, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe's a character, man. Hey, how does does uh, Blake know uh, Creed or um, James Winchester or Wanye Morris, the other OU guys on that team? Well, oh, team, they, oh they, yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh, he hangs with those guys a lot, man. Mm-hmm. So those, those are good people, right there. That's a good. I can't believe all the, all the Oklahoma Sooners are in the Super Bowl. The Niners, yeah, the Niners are coming with uh, Trent Williams and Brady yeah. Willis. That's yeah. six. I'm, unbelievable. Well, didn't you hear? Did did you read? I know you know this about the stat. We got the most. Our university got the most uh, players in in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the the university. Yep, it's a it's a it's a big weekend for OU fans to celebrate, whether you like the Chiefs or the Niners, because it's it's a. uh, Everyone wants to put guys in the pros. They don't just hang the pictures uh, in in this in the uh, Switzer Center for looks. Right. they do it as a source of pride of all the alumni, right? Who are playing in the pros. Right. The announcement at Owen Field before every home game. Well, that's this is kind of a pinnacle of that. This is what this is why they do that stuff. Because they've got a half dozen guys in the biggest game in the in the world. So it's un- unbelievable. Well, it's a yeah. big weekend for Sooner fans, uh, Mark. Not just because of um, what's going on now, but they remember Blake, the sacrifices he made, the perseverance he showed once upon a time as a as a Sooner with. Uh, with Bob and 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 uh, that group, I know you're proud of him. I know you and yeah. Sherry continue to uh, to be very very pleased for what he's done. You should be, and I'm glad you had a chance to share about uh, share that uh, that pride with us here on Mind Games this week. Well, I, I enjoy doing it, and we uh, you know I always enjoy talking about Blake and the memories and everything that's happened. It's it's a it's a dream come true still, and we're we're riding that riding that dream still yeah. today. We can't wait till Sunday. Yeah, well, let's get him in the end zone Sunday. How about uh, let's do it, man? Let's do it. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode of Mind Games. Uh, like, subscribe, all the things the kids do on uh, YouTube and Spotify and Apple and Amazon, wherever you want to consume your platform or your podcast. 
uh, content. We crank it out daily on the Sellout Crowd Network. Thanks to the help of producer Jacqueline Musgrove, uh, creative director Michael Lane, my special guest Mark Bell. On behalf of his son Blake, this is Garen Amig. Enjoy the game Sunday, whether you like the Chiefs or Niners. Have a nice time watching and join me again next week for another episode.